Welcome to RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast. I'm Cassidy, and my pronouns are she and they. I'm Crash, my pronouns are they, them. I'm a little sleepy, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about in addition to doing the game part, which <laughs> I think I wrote down an idea. I don't even... Oh, did I write down the idea or not? I may not have written it down. Yeah, and I had a... I had an idea. ...pretty long day, so this is gonna be a, a lower, a lower energy chill RNGG this week. I had an idea. I don't remember what it was anymore. So, so much for that. <laughs> that was like two weeks ago that I had that idea. Mm. All right. Um, I guess I want to talk about the Fortnite thing first, so we can just get that out of the way. Yeah, sounds good. So last time we talked, we did that digital cryptids episode that went up basically instead of an episode last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Fortnite ended. Yeah. And I played the ending of Fortnite, the the end part two, the end of chapter two. <laughs> um, and basically, so there's all the cubes and stuff. We talked about that, right? Yeah. And how the uh the the pyramid was forming in the middle of the map and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Cube, cube queen was like, I'm gonna murder everyone. Right, right. And then there was that defense base that was being formed. Mm-hmm. So when you logged in during that, like once that uh event started. You were taking into the uh, that forward military base kind of location. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and you were just hanging out there, and then also the blue cube, everyone's favorite th- friend, the blue cube, shows up, gets teleported over to the where the base is, and puts up a force field around the base. Okay. Um, and then the cube queen starts opening a big old portal in the sky into the sideways dimension and a bunch of ufos and stuff come flying out and start shooting up the area mm-hmm. and people are getting blasted and all this other stuff um i'm trying to think of what happens next basically shit's going down and it's bad yeah yeah uh i gotta look up the fucking i need to read it because i didn't take any notes on this And I want to know, like, I don't want to make sure. I want to make sure I don't miss anything. All right. Saucers attacked the shield. The shield is like basically destroyed and accomplished nothing. Okay. The blue, the blue cube's shield. Uh, and then a bunch of cubes surround the area. And ah, yes. Okay. So as part of like that season, where these like semi-invisible, like giant death entities like um like the enemies from death Stranding. yeah yeah like instead of having like footprints on the ground they had like sometimes they'd like do like a faint purple shimmer okay and they would hurt you to be near Uh uh-huh and then of course they just start fucking rolling up Uh uh-huh um so yeah also everybody loses their weapons during this Mm, i don't know how that happens but it does happen so after everything up there is getting destroyed, we go back down. The camera cuts to the bridge where we see uh, Agent Jones, Jonesy. Mm-hmm. Jonesy has been captured by Io and Doctor Sloan, who are going to like torture him and then execute him for treason. Yeah, it's real fucked up. Anyways, the Foundation is here, uh, and he kills a bunch of the guards. And Sloan's like, "Hey, I thought you died," and then. He says, nope, and then takes off his mask to reveal that he's Dwayne the Rock Johnson and does the eyebrow thing. 
<laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a moment that when it, like when it happened, I was like, man, fuck. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Anyways, he saves Jonesy, and then he punches the door closed, and Sloane's locked inside. They head into the bridge's main area and turn off the gyroscopic orientation of the island. Um, and while that, you can basically tell what that means based on what it, it what the words are. Mm. But we'll get to there. Uh, meanwhile, the other known members of the seven, uh, minus I, I realize I didn't even mention. Um, Fuck, what was her name? Paradigm. Mm. The Paradigm. Mm. Who was one of the seven who showed up during the first The End event, but hasn't really done anything, nor did she do much there. Yeah. Um, but we'll get there. Um, so the scientist and the visitor, the other two known members of the seven, are flying around the island to help the loopers out. And so the scientist takes them to a hidden bunker and gets them into the bridge. Um, and, you know, you're just walking and talking with the scientist as they get you further into the the bridge um and as you're doing that uh things start to tilt like the entire world starts to tilt okay um because the gyroscopic orientation of the island is keeping the island upright and by destabilizing it it is now unstable and is starting to flip over Mm, okay um and so you're there in the bridge and everybody's like all right this is gonna be fine you know, we'll just flip the island, everything will be cool, we're in, like, a safe space down here with the zero point, and then they look up, and there's a glass ceiling, and one of the, uh, the, the big space giants is, like, just smashes through the, the, uh, the glass ceiling, and the area gets flooded, and everybody ends up washed out into the ocean. Oh god. Um, and so, your screen, or, we'll, we'll get to that part. Um, the Cube Queen and the top pyramid are still in the middle of the island and there's the beam coming out of it and the whole thing just sort of tips over uh and the moment the beam and the cube queen hit the water she's like oh no what this can't be happening and then the portal gets closed off um and everything else is destroyed hmm. um but because of all this there's just a giant wave because well the entire island just flipped over right. it's going to displace a lot of water right right um and so the player gets the player looper, the looper gets washed even further away. And so there's just like a long, about 24 period, 24 hour period where is your screen just shows your character floating on the ocean on a piece of driftwood. Oh, okay. <laughs> unconscious. Uh huh. Um, and then you chapter three, season one starts and you wash up on an island. On the island, the new island, mm-hmm. Artemis. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it wasn't 24 hours, it was 18 hours. Okay. So you wake up on a small island, um, and you walk around, you see the characters that are going to be on the battle pass, except for Spider-Man. Um, and you find everybody around the campfire with uh, with with Dwayne The Rock Johnson at the foundation. He's wearing his helmet again now, but it is still voiced by either The Rock or a very good Rock facsimile. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's basically saying, like, oh, yeah, the Imagined Order is still have possession of the Zero Point, or while they have possession of the Zero Point, will always be facing threats like the last reality. And so they need to destroy the Imagined Order. And then, um, 
that's like all of the main story stuff. I've done some story missions right in that first day where you're helping out the scientist by like going around and, you know, just like putting up resources, trying to get a foothold on the island. There's a big old statue of the foundation just on an island somewhere and people are defacing it. Mm. The scientist thinks it's going to, it's all the bananas. <laughs> um, and also there's audio logs that the scientist leaves. Okay. Um, and one of, like, basically the vibe that I'm getting from them is that there was a falling out between the rest of the Seven and Paradigm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, the scientist is like, Paradigm, we need your help. Everybody else, be fucking cool for once. Come on. <laughs> because, like, Paradigm left because they've gotten, like, they started doing something weird or whatever, you know? Like, it was some sort of falling out that we don't know about. Uh, also, the Daily Bugle is here. Right, right. And I was shown the Daily Bugle and uh, the new skins by you. Yeah, the Daily Bugle's there. Um, and now there's spider webs all over the map that you can bounce off of. They, like, launch you up in the air. Um, um, and today, as of right now, the 11th, they added web shooters into the game. By which I mean just giant, full, elbow-length Spider-Man gloves. Yeah! And guess what? They fucking rule. Mmm! So, like, you know, how in, like, Spider-Man PS4, they, uh, like, there's a lot of stuff that you could find around the map that were just, like, backpacks that, uh, Peter had stowed away. Yeah. Just, like, webbed up. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's sort of how you find the web shooters. Like, around where web is, sometimes you'll find a backpack, like, webbed to the wall, and when you open up the backpack, there's web shooters. Okay. Nice. Uh, and they, yeah, they rule. I don't know what happens if you shoot someone with them, but I know that they're very good for just general movement. And I've done some really wild shit where it's like, alright, yeah, I'm just gonna, like, slingshot myself over this hill using a web blast and then while i'm in the air i'm gonna pull out my assault rifle and just mow someone down while i'm flying through the air mm -hmm. and like coupling that with the ability to slide so it's like it's just all very good movement in this season yeah yeah i really like um like considering like fortnite as a game and being like okay we've got like a really good core systems going what can we do to add to it to really make it more fun to play, but also not, like, add more, you know, clunky mechanics that make the matches feel, like, even longer or, like, more complicated? And I think expanding your movement options is exactly the right call. Like, it's it's a fun way to interact with the game without, like, adding unnecessary complexity. Mm -hmm. But also, like... I don't know, it, it, you know, it, it's fun, it's flashy, people get hyped about it, it's, it, it's a good call. Yeah, uh, and also just, like, being able to just, like, see that someone is, like, nearby by, like, hearing them running around and just, like, okay, they're probably around this corner, so I'm going to sprint at top speed and start sliding, and then I'm going to aim around where they are, but they're not going to be able to immediately start shooting at me, because they're going to have to aim down. Yeah! And so just, like, having that general movement and, like, all of that other stuff is just very, very good. Mm -hmm. uh, so one of the things I forgot to mention story-wise, there's another point of story when you were doing a quest with the scientist. And that is, uh, there's a new area of the map called the Joneses. Right. 
This is a like community established by all of the different snapshots of Jonesy. <laughs> because they have decided that, like, listen, this shit's just been too much. So we're not going to fight for anyone. We're not working with the IO. We're not going to work with the Seven. And then, like, they, of course, they will actually work for you. You can just pay them and they'll team up with you. Right, right. Um, literally, I ran up to Agent Jonesy and I was like, yo, here's some fucking dollars. And he's like, all right, cool. I'll I'll run around with you. Let's go. <laughs> That's powerful. Yeah. And like part of it is like also the scientist helps you get in good graces with them because you're like delivering supplies and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's really funny that all of the Jonesy snapshots are just like, all right, listen, we're just going to create our own community of just us because there's so many of them now. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. And that's everything. Yeah. And that'll be a basically, I mean, there'll be more story that happens during the season. It's just, it's going to take a while because it's going to keep going until March, like mid-March. Okay. I've already bought the battle pass. Mmm. Yeah. I've, I've been unlocking armor for one of the starting characters, which, like, I think the fully upgraded version of it is, like, probably pretty problematic. Mmm. Because, like, it's very, like, hindu deity influenced kind of like symmetra is in overwatch and i know that's a problem too yeah yeah but i think like up until you get to that final piece which is like a mask like the rest of it looks fine because it's just kind of like golden armor Mm. yeah i feel like i agree with that as a as much as i can agree as a very caucasian person (laughs) well same um i will say a quick piece about endwalker I'm not going to talk any story, but some of the, the job changes and quality of life for the game is very good. I am, uh, I think my only beef with it, maybe, if you could even call it beef, is uh, I spent five days of vacation trying to play the damn expansion, and I'm still not done yet. Mm. It's, it's, it's so dense. It's like... And it's like, it's weird because like, I want to be done so I will avoid spoilers, but I also obviously want to take my time because like, it's good, but it's a lot of game, Cassidy. It's a lot, a lot of game. I've officially reached the point where I'm ready to jump back into 14. It's just, I'm waiting until it's like a little less busy. Mm. Extremely, extremely fair, extremely valid. Uh, Apparently... New Bard is really fun. I thought they didn't change much to Bard. Bard got reworked. And, and it's oh. not, like, huge. Like, uh, it's mostly kind of, like, higher end how you interact with your songs. Uh. Pretty much, um, you know, you've got, like, um, Minuet, Ballad, and Payon. Mm-hmm. Pretty much after you sing one of each of the songs... You can push another button and you throw out a raid buff for the party. Oh, a new big song, mm-hmm. a battle cry. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like you get a different uh, coda, I think they call it, for each of the different songs you sing. And if you've got pretty much one of each of the three codas, it does like the highest potency for the buff song. Uh, that I think the baseline proc rate for your uh, what is it? Repertoire is now like eighty percent. 
Oh, that's good. So, like, you'll get to interact with the mini games of your songs a little bit more often now. That's good. Yeah. Bard's an extremely uh, good place. Yeah, I thought, see, the thing is, though, I am thinking about changing up the classes that I'm playing for this. Because, like, I was leveling White Mage. I think I got, I don't remember how far I got before I, I stopped mm-hmm. subbing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so there's that. Mm-hmm. I might, I might be doing that. I might still try to learn Machinist. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I'm going to go full in on Red Mage. I don't know. Look, I, I was playing a good bit of Red Mage uh, when I was doing Alistair stuff yeah. on the other server, and I was like, eh, Red Mage is good, though. Yeah, and Red Mage got, like, didn't they didn't change any, like, structural, like, how the job plays changes, but it's like, the little bit that they did add to Red Mage is really good. Um... How far did you get with Red Mage? Not very far. Okay. I don't think I've even done the like the second class quest. I've only done like the starting stuff. Okay. But you know, like you do the whole like cast the spells to fill up the gauge. Once your gauge is a certain uh certain part like high enough, you do the melee combo. Mm-hmm. So at higher levels, after the melee combo, you get like really huge spell finishers. And those are context-sensitive buttons that over overlap your main buttons anyway. So they just kind of, like, chain really nicely into the base rotation. And they made those finishers AoE, so they also work with the AoE combo. So that makes Red Mage in dungeons even more chill. And the button that you push to make your spells guaranteed procs... So, um... Ver Thunder and Ver Arrow have like a 50% chance to let you cast Ver Fire or Ver Stone. Uh, and there's a buff you can turn on that turns that from 50 to 50% to 100%. That also now makes your spells instant cast. So Red Mage got even more like movement utility. Mm. It's anyway, I, I don't want to talk too too much about it, but and Walker Good. I I I need to I need to see the credits before I can say whether or not it's better than Shadowbringers. But so far, it's very good. I am very pleased with it. I um I learned today that they did the acrylic stands of all the different job art. Yeah, yeah, those look really cool. Uh huh. But maybe maybe I want one. I don't know if I do, but maybe I do. Uh huh. Oh, re- I'm glad Blue Mage got one. Yeah, well, Blue Mage also got a countdown uh, art. So, Blue Mage Blue may Mage be a-, is a real job next expansion. I would scream and cry if that was the case. Um, uh, it was really funny though. As I was scrolling through the Square Enix store looking at them, and it's like, oh yeah, here's all the jobs. And then also the next one that I saw was Ishtola, and I was like, oh yeah, so my favorite fourteen job. It's Ishtola. <laughs> Archmage Catgirl. Oh, Reaper is very good, very fun. Uh, hmm. I think he's. And Charlie's been playing some of it, I think. Yeah, easily my A little favorite bit, melee DPS. Although I haven't tried uh, Monk Got Reworked, and Ninja is Chaos, but I don't know if it's like good Chaos or like 
a chaos that I can handle. <laughs> Charlie was trying to re-figure out what happened to ninjas. I, this is the things that I'm like only hearing what's happening because I'm in a group call with a bunch of people who are playing. Mm-hmm. I want to to see Sage with my eyes. I could. I haven't seen it like in motion. I could do that after this. I, I think it's like I said when I say by with my eyes, I mean I do want to like touch the buttons. Oh yeah, and see if I can figure it out. It's um. I've heard it's very uh, DPS. Yes. I, I will also say, just kind of philosophically speaking, shield healers tend to benefit from proactive healing versus reactive healing. So White Mage mm. has, like, the huge numbers on their heals to be able to pick people up quickly and then go back to, like, spamming glare or stone, where shield healers like Scholar and Sage benefit more from like putting shields on people before damage comes out that way you don't have to do as much to like pick everybody up after damage has already like happened to the team but uh sage is really uh has a lot of mobility which i wasn't expecting uh they've got this funny button you can push that changes your spells into like other effects of that spell and that essentially turns them into instant casts. So you can pop Eucrasia and then like throw a shield on your team while like running out of an AoE. And they also have a gap closer. Uh, that also works teleporting to your party. So the tank's like, okay, I'm going to do wall to wall. And you're like, bet and teleport to them and run with them. <laughs> uh, I haven't played Sage myself. Um, but one of my really good friends in game got Sage to level ninety as their first healer. Um, he also raided on Scholar for all of Eden, or for e Eden five to all the way to twelve on Scholar. So um, shield healing is kind of how his brain works right now. So it was kind of a a natural fit for him. Sorry, I was setting up our timer. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Because we have been talking for like 25 minutes. Yeah. Alright, so we're back. It's time for us to do the, the two-screen experience featuring Evolution. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have to do some like serious like a bookkeeping talk afterwards because um, we're running out of time for the year. Yeah. So, uh, before we do that though, we're going to do this game. So, 45 minutes on the clock. Let's go. So. So. Two screen experience evolution. What if they ported Spore to the DS? I think they did that. I think it was called. I think they did put a Spore on the DS. <laughs> I just. There's a point in time where my brain just really latched onto Spore and I adored it so much. And then. I think it was after, like, you have to start building cities, and I was like, oh no, I don't want to do this, actually. Um, okay. My thought process is, the world ends with you. Mm-hmm. But, the bottom screen is a puzzle game. Okay. Like, one of those, like, matchy-style puzzle games. Mm-hmm. And so, by matching the different flavors of icon you're generating a currency that'll allow you to do certain evolutionary paths 
on your character that's doing, I don't know, maybe like an idle game RPG thing at the top. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then do your upgrades also kind of inform what sort of, um, how do I want to say? Because I know like in the Pokemon Match 3 games, they do the thing where it's like the kind of Pokemon you have help you out and like, you know, do screen clears in such way or um, mm-hmm. give you like buffs or like do a thing where it's like, oh, replace all of the like um picks a random like token type and replaces it so you only have to do like match three with three different kinds instead of four different kinds for one for a little bit yeah um i don't know because like i don't think like whatever you're i don't think you're doing like the are you're bringing in your colors i think it is like so yeah like it's just like the the four basic colors and they, they each do like a different path so like you know getting more reds will let you do more like attack focused upgrades and things like that mm-hmm. yeah and then, you know, after enough upgrades, your character entirely changes forms, which has a different tree and all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, I think the puzzle itself actually is more affected by whatever you're fighting on the top screen. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like, um... If you're finding, fighting, like, a wind elemental or something, you're going to have more green puzzle pieces or, like... There's like a thing that happens where like after every three turns, everything just like scrambles around your your battlefield or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like that world. Um, yeah, it's more about because um, I think it also probably has a little bit in common with uh, Tui in that like you can kind of do certain things to make grinding either easier or harder. So you could do like, you know, go to a certain region you know, you know, water, you go to the open ocean, so you know water-expected things are going to be out there, because you're trying to grind blue orbs, and, uh... Yeah, and, like, so then you're, while you're there, you fight a leviathan, and then, like, every turn, leviathan, cha- like, moves one of your rows three spaces to the left. Yeah, yeah, he, like, does a whole, like, tsunami crash, and, like, you know, there's, like, a tiny cutscene, and then yeah, your rows get shifted, and um, I think I think it's water shifts your rows, wind scrambles them, fire burns tiles. I don't know what that means. And then earth probably does the thing where it just creates trash. It removes them from play, it like fully like removes them from play and gives you new ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then earth just gives you like locked trash tiles that you have to like that you have to like do twice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. classic element of puzzle game yeah yeah oh also i think um just because we don't talk about this a whole lot because i think you and i are pretty much on the same page with this regard but i do want to kind of spell it out there is also like colorblind assist in that i think all of the tiles also have shapes associated with them so it's not just like yeah colors of orbs it's like an orb you know, with a symbol and, like, a square and a triangle and stuff like that. Like, oh, okay, yeah, the yellow ones have a little piece of cheese in them, and the, the green ones have a lettuce leaf, mm. and... Yeah. The red ones have a burger patty, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Just, I, I like, and, and even as, like, somebody who isn't, you know, isn't colorblind, I, st- I personally still like 
having those multiple like levels of recognition for individual tiles just because it makes it easier to process for my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's not like straight up like an elemental symbol of some time, it, it could just easily, because we're working with four colors, have it be the, the suits of a playing card. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's an easy one. Yeah. Um, try to think of what, um, now, now I'm shifting, I'm shifting my focus to the upgrade trees. Okay. And like, what are, so are we playing as like a, like a humanoid type critter or are we just like a full on like creature of the world? Maybe. Okay. What if it's straight up like a Pokemon style situation where there's like, you know, monster tamers that exist as part of the world. Mm hmm. Uh, because it lets you do a lot of wild designs yeah. for the monster itself, and then allows the story to be like a pocket card jockey situation. Pocket card jockey being an excellent game for the Nintendo 3DS, mm-hmm. where the story of it is the main character really, really wanted to be a jockey. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the god of that world was like, yeah, sure, easy, consider it done. And then they suck at it because they've never ridden a horse before, <laughs> and they're not good at anything. And so God's like, all right, well, what are you good at? Well, I'm I'm good at solitaire, but not that kind of solitaire. Just the solitaire where you're trying to like do it, and yeah. Mm. Uh, and so God's like, "All right, fine. Now, whenever you're on the fucking horse to do jockeying stuff, to make the horse go good, you just play solitaire in your mind." <laughs> <laughs> so, but for instead, it's like maybe, maybe it's not even straight up like that. It'd be more like the okay, this like local professor is like experimenting with the uh the volatile structure of the dna sequence of monsters Mm. because like if you ever notice monsters are just coming all sorts of shapes and sizes yeah take this fun little device that comes with a stylus and do puzzle about it yeah yeah um i i part of me is like what if the what if the the starting critter is just like uh like just a slime like a classic uh, slime of fantasy game i love to make a slime the starting form of any monster because then like you could either take it in like uh, a direction of like you know maybe more water keeps it more slime like but if you go like really far in the earth tree it just kind of becomes a creature of the world mm-hmm like a treant or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love this. I love this a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, and I think, like, wind, like, wind obviously takes you to into, like, a bird, bird's lair. But if you did, like, wind fire. But what if also maybe aliens? Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, wind fire definitely shifts you more dragon-like. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, yeah, just, like, pure wind just ends up being like extraterrestrial stuff. <laughs> uh fairy types are like either wind earth or water earth depending. Yeah, yeah. Um if you want to get like a wolf or like a like, you know like the ferocious beast type of regular creature, you start fire and then start aspecting earth. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, fire then earth. Yeah, I think fire earth if you go straight earth you get into like the plant mm-hmm. zone. Yeah, I feel like fire tends to be like carnivore. Yeah. Um and I also think I think another way to ensure you just keep your slime as a slime is to do equal distribution. 
Maybe that's what it is, because I think if you do pure water, you obviously turn into a fish. But if yeah. you do equal distribution, you always, you just, you are a big slime, and you just kind of <laughs> increase in slimitude. What if, okay, so how about wind is like sort of like the magical element, so that way like, you know, if you have fire, then aspect wind, you get dragons. If you have water and aspect wind, you're getting like merfolk and mm. things like that. Mm. You have earth and you aspect wind, and then you get um like fairies. Yeah, yeah. And I also like how I like um the combinations being um what is what is it, there's a mathematical term you know like when when the uh when you've got combinations of stuff but like the order actually matters so like earth then wind is different than wind then earth mm-hmm. that way you kind of get like more options and I also think that there's like you could kind of swap between a critter. So you have like one that you're like, okay, this is good. Like my, my starter is going to be a dragon friend, obviously, but like, you could probably just like go to town with like excess DNA currency and just be like, Hey, I want another like baseline, please. And then you could just like have another critter to just like build in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, probably also it, it does the thing, uh, where, uh what is it what game am i thinking of is it oh it's 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 the later disgaea games where when you recruit a new character you can just pay extra money for their recruitment costs and you can have them start at level with the rest of your characters you don't have to like do a whole lot of time like grinding them back to like catch up with everybody oh okay hold on i think i see where you're going i have a i have an idea okay so what if to get like an extra base slime, you have to bring the sci- the, the professor a bunch of DNA of different types? Uh-huh. And then once you hand it to him, he just hands you the slime and then also all of that DNA you've grinded. Mm. Okay, yeah, so it's like, I guess it's probably like a, a system of like allocating the elemental point. So like, well, obviously yeah. while Every you're playing- you allocate a point, it increases your level by one. Yeah, because like, obviously like you're playing match three, you're not going to be like, oh, I don't want to match this green. I'm not trying to do earth right now. If you're going to match the green, you're going to do that. Like, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of the- is it kind of like a continuous, like, game mode? Or is there like, like, distinct, like, chunks where like, you play like three puzzles and then you kind of like get a break to do DNA points? i think it's like um whenever you're in a random encounter it's like all right puzzle time yeah or like anytime you're in an rpg battle Mm -hmm. you're in puzzle time yeah once once that the fight is completed or you know i guess part of that will be impacted by like what you're doing in the puzzle zone Mm -hmm. um so maybe it's like every time you do a puzzle thing your your guy on the top screen attacks Mm mm-hmm in addition to, like, their basic auto-attack or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, the timer says, like, approximately this many turns until loss. Yeah. Until you have to work together between, you know, your auto-attack skill and just clearing out the puzzle faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because, like, because there's grinding in this, you don't have to ma- you can make it more about speed than precision, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's also probably like a something you can touch on the bottom screen that's like keep them coming if you like want to just keep your random encounter chain going. Hmm. And like it can be like um like an item in your inventory. Yeah, yeah, uh, like um 
uh, allure from Pokemon Go or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, now I'm thinking about like, okay, so you know how that we were one item from Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah, <laughs> not Sword and Shield. Uh, Sun and Moon. Hmm. For the SOS battles. Yeah, adrenaline ore. Yeah. Um, I was also. I'm also thinking. Because, like, we mentioned, like, obviously there's, like, magical creatures and then, like, the carnivores. So maybe, like, carnivorous attack-based creatures, physical attack-based creatures, have, like, a really good auto-attack. and mm-hmm. But they're, like, maybe they're, I guess, what you call the special attack. What the, um, the matched orbs do would do a, maybe, I guess, slightly less than baseline damage. Versus, like, your caster-type magical creatures have a weaker auto, but all of their, like, matched orbs is, like, you know, good damage. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one that, like, slows down the game time, so that way you have more time to make decisions, so you can do bigger combos. That's probably, I would say, Earth Strength. I was gonna say either Earth or Wind. Yeah. And then have Water be the special attacker. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the other one is just like, yeah, you're just more durable. Yeah. Surprise. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, maybe it is. Because um, I think Earth would be you get more turns to do the puzzle. So essentially raising your HP. Uh, so, yeah, that would give. Um, I guess that would be wind would be the combo focused. And then water is like magic attack. Mm hmm. Or maybe like one of them, like one of the upgrades you could get on the upgrade tree for like wind or something is like, all right, yeah, you can just like doing a combo will clear out all of the status, like you know, status affected orbs on your board. Yeah, clean them. Yeah, like a, like a Asuna across your board. Hmm. And then like, let's say you fought like a basilisk who froze some orbs or something, so you can't move them to get your matches. Right. I think another fun, like, I guess, air quotes spell you could do is, like, a, um, like, a preventative spell. So, it like, essentially is, like, uh, you pay that as soon as forward, so as long as you have this buff, somebody can't stick a status ailment on you. Mm-hmm. Fun things like it's that. It's like that bard move. Uh, yeah! In Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> exactly. It, that's also in, um... Final Fantasy Tactics Advance oh, is a spell. That's a spell you can put on your your team. Um, mm. Yeah, I think that the, the stat system in this is extremely simple. It's like magic attack, physical attack, and then just kind of uh, HP is just kind of your general turns you have to clear a puzzle. Like I don't think there's really like a defense stat specifically. Yeah, I think it's just like. HP and then like magic or physical attack. Yeah. Oh, and I think there's probably like maybe within each of the elemental trees, there's like maybe a couple of special attacks you can choose between. And you kind of like slot them in a la like Pokemon moves. Yeah, maybe that's the thing that you're picking instead of like picking out what kind of uh, pieces are on your field. It's more like, all right. You have this uh, this move equipped, so that way it's like, oh yeah, it's going to do the Asuna thing. Yeah. Or this one will... Fire breath. Uh, this one will turn nearby pieces into the same color or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, depending on your playstyle and what you like, or how you like to play, you can really, like, tailor your critters to, um, 
suit that. But also, like, yeah, also making critters that kind of um, counter, I guess, like, whatever, like, regional, like, uh, monsters that you're going up against. So, like, you know, maybe one of the Earth powers you can get is, like, uh... (laughs) It's essentially knockback prevention. (laughs) So you can pop it, and it's like, okay, now you cannot slide my tiles around. (laughs) And, like, stuff like that. Alright, um, and I think the plot is something kind of like in Digimon World Original for the PS1, where it's like, something's going on in the world, and it's like really messing with like, the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Go figure that out. Yeah, yeah. I think it definitely has a good, like, I feel like this is a relatively open world concept. Like, I feel like it- Yeah, it, it's like an old school RPG. Yeah, 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 this fair, this is very Dragon Quest 1, yeah. Digimon Adventure 1 feel where it's just like figure it out. There's something going wrong. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> uh, the thing that's going wrong is like uh, there's like a, a dark thing that's like corrupted the DNA of a couple monsters and it's running wild. Yeah, yeah. It's um maybe like dark energy suppresses the um suppresses or accelerates everything's kind of volatile evolutionary energy yeah so like your major boss fights are like you roll up into the desert and then there's this like corrupted sandworm that's like halfway through the battle it grows like giant mantis claws Mm -hmm. yeah and so like the things that are corrupting your field during that battle is like all right half these pieces have turned dark and if you don't match them quickly, they're going to start spreading, and yeah, that might sound good, because that means you can match more, but actually, that doesn't do anything for you. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it's like matching them hurts you, so you want to clear them out fast before there's a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, and then like maybe also uh, some of the uh, individual bosses have like different dark gimmicks, so like yeah, the Mantis Claws... Um, or it's like a like a poison tipped mantis claw, and that's why those things hurt you whenever you match them. Yeah, yeah. Or even like you know unnatural like spines and barbs growing on something that normally doesn't have that. So clearly, the final boss fight is it puts together all of the different boss mechanics into a single fight. Mm-hmm. And so there's like the probably there are four bosses spread out across the world, and then after you fight all four, you fight the final boss. Yeah, you know, one for each elemental type. Hmm. What's it called? Hmm. Um. See, I kept calling the monsters critters, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want it to be called something like that because critter has a different association right now. Mm. Oh, yeah. So now I'm leaning to creature? So, like, evo creature. I don't know. (laughs) Hold on, I need to Google to make sure this thing that I'm about to say hasn't already been taken. There's no way it hasn't already been taken. Uh, okay, well, it has been taken, but it's not the thing that I thought it would be. Oh? This is like, oh, maybe it's because I'm using Bing. Hold on. 
Okay, I was going to say the words DN animal. Yeah. Which I feel like should have been taken by something else by this point, but Googling it is literally just like animal identification species kit. Mmm. Identifying animal species by DNA, I guess. Huh. I like DNA animal. <laughs> I am so impressed that it hasn't been taken by something. Yeah, I fully expect to see something on my my Twitter feed in uh like summer twenty twenty two that's like now kickstarting. <laughs> Um, there was a type of animals called DN animals. Okay. Maybe. Maybe the yogurts. Danimals collaborating with Dungeons and Dragons. No, no, sorry, no. That's one of those, like, fake, you know how they do stickers? Oh, the obvious plant stick, yeah. No, no, not even that. Like, um, like a garbage pail kids, but for brands. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is that, but for a type of animals. Mm. And then I'm seeing a couple things that are just like pictures of superheroes and then a bunch of Spanish. Yeah, yeah. How has this not been fucking taken? Okay, I'm just wildly impressed. Uh-huh. Uh, D and animals. Do we do put like a Z or an S at the end? Z for sure. D and animals. I would play this game. I, I know I, I say that about a lot of our games, but I really, like, would just zone, zone the fuck out and just play this. This extremely has the vibe of, like, a 2009 DS game that no one ever taught, or that, like, a handful of people play. It's like, um, that one DS game where you're a magician, but to cast magic, you literally had to draw runes on the bottom screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you and Tanner are the only people I know that know that game. And that's the thing is, I never played that one. I, uh, I was bad at it because I was bad at doing things, kid. Mm. I wonder if I could play it. I wonder how well that would work on the PC. Probably pretty bad, actually, or at the very least, be bad for your wrist. God, that that's what that is why I need a Cintiq tablet. <laughs> That's why I need a flash cart. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I should type. Okay. DN Animals with a Z. A two-screen experience about evolution. In a world of monsters and monster raising, a professor tasks you with testing a machine and learning about the volatile nature of the local wildlife. As you explore, you learn that certain creatures are being affected by a dark parasite. It causes them to rapidly evolve in unpredictable ways. In battle, the top screen shows an idle RPG battle, while the bottom screen shows a match-based puzzle game. Matching tiles give you that tile's respective DNA points, but you can use to upgrade your creature and cause evolutions. Yeah. We still had time on the clock. Alright, um... So, I think before we do plus, we need to talk about the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Which is that it's the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. It's game of the year time. We only have two more Saturdays left in the year after today, and one of them is Christmas. Yep, uh, and at this point, we we also only have two more Tuesdays after this episode comes out. Right. Which means that this is the last actual game we've made for the year. Nice. This is, this is the end of RNGG Season 2. 
And we are one game shorter than we thought we were going to be because we are at 41 instead of 42. Oh, okay. Um, so I got to figure out what we're going to... So I guess obviously the next two episodes are going to be the game of the year stuff. Mm-hmm. And I need to prepare the bracket. Mm-hmm. But this bracket is not a normal, um, you know, it's not like an evenly split number. Yeah. So in order to do this, we could just do it randomly or whatever. But maybe let's try to seed it. Mm-hmm. So what we need to do is I'm going to put together like a Google form or something. Let me see if I can do it now. Let's, let's do this on the fly. Yeah. New Google Forms. We'll call this. So I think we're just going to ask people to do their top five. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. I'll have to check to see if I did this correctly. Mega Man Sigma Network was this year? It was. Jesus Christ. It... it... <laughs> Uh, fucking 2021 baby god it happens it really did and like my brain's already thinking way ahead because i had to order or i helped my boss order all of our promo items for april so like my brain's already in 2022 Mm. living on that sports video game time no literally i fucking Ford truck month over here. <laughs> Happy Honda days, everybody. <laughs> Happy Honda days. <laughs> From everybody at RNGG. Happy Honda days. Fucking H.H. Greg Christmas in July. <laughs> Literally. Alright, that should be everybody. Nice. Fire response on each row. Alright. Choose your top five games of the year. Ranked choice voting. And like we'll talk it's about real and should exist. Yeah. And like we'll talk about this more on, on Twitter, but like uh even if you haven't listened to every single episode from the season, even if you just want to rank stuff based off of the titles or what sounds good to you, like yeah, I literally told Robbie to do that. <laughs> like I, I, I do not care if you did not listen to every single episode. Still fill out the form. We'll, we'll get a better seed from having more entries. And yeah, I'm gonna be trying to promo this a lot when this. Or when we start talking about this on Twitter, because I'm like, I want people to do this. It's a it's a fun concept, but it like very much relies on user feedback. <laughs> yeah. Listen, here's the thing though, mm. because we're probably not going to get a whole lot. That means everybody's vote counts for a lot. It's so if you're true. The only one who ends up voting. Well, good news. Yeah. Were you a huge fan of uh, uh, Citrine? Our our Tanner submitted episode, one of our couple Tanner submitted episodes. Were you a really big fan of the Tanner sode? Mm-hmm. The elusive. The one, the only, the premium. What color would you say Game of the Year 2021 is? Season 2 of RNGG. Well, last time we did uh, like just the CMY colors, right? 
Yeah, I meant for the for because I had to pick one color scheme for the whole quiz. I would Otherwise, do I neon turquoise. Neon turquoise, okay. Also known as cyan. Yeah. <laughs> I just said CMY. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a little bit more green. I'm gonna make it happen. Just for you. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate you uh humoring my bullshit. Um we'll do playful font, that's fine. Um send via link, shorten URL, copy. I would like to view it. I guess I could view it by just sending it here to myself. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, this should work just fine. Perfect. Uh, do you want to double check my work here? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that is great. I, I, I do not believe that poster not was from this year. Yeah. Okay, we what we should do real quick is we should both answer this. Oh, okay. Fuck. Mm, wait, should we though? I I don't I don't. If we do, don't submit it. I think. No. Okay. No. I think we should just so we have some seed in there. Okay. Because this is us seeding it slightly, but also we're gonna do it like collaboratively. Hmm. All right. So God, I have to fucking think about any of these fucking games. Fuck is my game of the year this year. You know what? I think it's going to be that one. I think I've decided. I may not stick by this during the actual game of the year discussion, but for right now, that's my answer mm. for sure. Uh, yeah, okay. I have to make that my number two. Boom. Submitted. All right. I've submitted. All right. I got to look at the responses real quick just to see if we have any overlap. All right. We have zero overlap. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of games. And also, this is there is a lot. Also, this is me kind of just going off of like gut reactions. I, if I think if I could do this again, I would take the time to like, um, reread the descriptions and like kind of reflect a little bit more. But this is just kind of me going like, oh yeah, that was fun to talk about. <laughs> okay, yeah, I've gotten it to where I can look over the answers by question mm. instead of this weird bar graph. Here's what I'll say. Uh huh. Looking good for post or not? <laughs> yeah. Look, I the Chibi Robo stream that Chess did was very like emotional for me. So anything that like harkens back to that is is good times in my opinion. All right. Well, now we have this all nice and ready. Yeah. Time for us to do plugs. You can find the show. On Twitter at RNGGCast, and you can send us, uh, you know, your general thoughts on Game of the Year. Let's go over what we did for our, um, what our different, uh, categories were last year. Yeah. Real quick, so that way people can, you know, preemptively think of their answers. Uh, last year there was the Big Game of the Year award, obviously. Mm-hmm. So not only are you sending that to us via your, uh, your forum, but if you want to pick your, like, pitch your argument for any of them, Go right ahead. You can send us those emails to rnggpodcast at gmail.com or at our Twitter at rnggcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, other awards you can consider are the most rngg prompt, <laughs> the most rngg pitch, your I wanted award, because we have our own. Mm-hmm. I'll let you do one of two, folks at home. Uh, furthest from the prompt <laughs> and funniest joke. <laughs> I don't know what this year's funniest joke would be. 
Yeah. Last year we had a pretty clear winner. I yeah yeah. I I feel like there was a couple like episodes that really got a a good belly laugh out of me. Folks at home, send in your for sure. Absolutely, we need your suggestions for funniest joke of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also any other categories you might want us to hear hear our answers to because that's what the how it works is. First episode is just us doing these other awards. Second episode is the big doozy one. I just bumped my microphone. Second episode is the big doozy one where we go through the entire like tournament bracket of all the games. Yeah. And decide on the true game of the year. Yeah, and we'll need everybody's uh Google Doc for before the second episode. Yes. So, Ideally by the by the first episode's release date, so that way I can put it up alongside the episode. Yeah. Agreed. Um but you know, it's all well and good whenever it gets done as long as it gets done before then. Mm-hmm. Sooner the better. Yeah. Anyways, that's the show. Oh, I I don't uh did I I did I say where I'm on online? No, you haven't said anything. I also oh. haven't said anything other than the show stuff. Okay. I, I'm on Twitter at Daphne Oliver XIV. You can find me there. Not really doing a whole lot right now because I'm not talking about N Walker. Probably won't be for a good while. And even then, I probably will not be discussing the spoilers there. I'm like not even doing screenshots, posting screenshots of the new zones yet. I think that one I will probably do a little bit sooner than later. But even then, like. I am trying to be as spoiler-free and considerate of all of my friends who are not caught up and just, I don't know, not being an asshole on the internet for brand new content that's like huge monumental story stuff. But you can review all of my uh, old screenshots that are pretty good and I like a lot there. Um, and I talk there sometimes, too. Cassidy, where are you online personally? You can find me online at MadLobotanist on Twitter. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-I-N-I-S-T. You can find my website, which is at madlobotanist.neocities.org, which is the same as my Twitter handle, .neocities.org. I've added some new stuff there. Namely, I put up a couple of things that I've made that are mods for SRB2 cart. And by mods, I mean they're just characters that I made that you can put in the game and play as. Yeah. Uh, one of them is everyone's favorite minion from Final Fantasy XIV, Major General, the Tiny Shark. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the other one that I have up on there is Phantom from Otherware. Yeah. Uh, the pot, the actual play podcast. Mm-hmm. I will say- uh, I'll have another one up there too soon. Yeah. Major General is who I have taken through all of Ed Walker's MSQ with. He, he is- Ed, Major General is on the moon. <laughs> Major General is on the moon. Mm-hmm. Confirmed. You know, should I, should I just end this with us uh, just reading out the titles? So that way folks can just have a walk down memory lane with us yeah. real quick. Yeah, do we want to vote? Do we want to alternate? Uh, sure. Uh, let's not read the de- brief description, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I'll go first. First game of the year, Alien Law, Poster Not. Second game, Horror, jwebs.blogzone. A title prop from Tanner. I died and got reincarnated as a secret bonus boss? Non-video game tie-in, sports MMO, Crunchyroll Academy, sports festival, online. An RTS, Big Bad Battalion Bash. 
this one was a lightning round about Spyro. Spyro, colon, a little bit nasty. Was that one actually a lightning round, or did we roll that from a bonus thing? I... Because normally I put lightning in the, the thing. I just don't know why we would do Spyro without, like, other qualifiers around it. I mean... Oh, yeah, that's a good point, because I would have had to re-roll. Mm-hmm. Weird. It probably was a lightning round then. Anyways. Uh, level-based fighting game. Hero Prophecy Initiative. Kid-friendly car mobile game. Wrecker Rally. Virtual pet visual novel. Mega Man Sigma Network. Asymmetrical multiplayer. Motion controls. Alien... Or alien. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to take that from the top. Asymmetrical multiplayer with motion controls about airplanes and superheroes. Earthwatch. That episode where we just rambled on for like an hour and then we still did an episode afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I think Pokemon we... <laughs> Fables, Spirits of Z. It <laughs> <laughs> was a good one. Uh, a strategy game called One More Tale. And that is tale like T-A-L-E. Another title prompt from Tanner. The Wonderland Wars. Fashion. A Tangled Yarn. The Flying City Minigame Collection. Final Fantasy XII Crystal Saucer. And then we had Cassidy's Anniversary episode, Green Hill Zone Theme Park. And Crash's Anniversary episode, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance 3, Journey of the Grimoire. <laughs> Uh, then we had a Splatoon spinoff, which was just Splatoon 3. Mm-hmm. Nothing like a spinoff. No, no kind of spinoff that's like a sequel. You know what? I'm not gonna give up on that fucking joke. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Post-apocalyptic action RPG, A Rural Phoenix. Vamp- that was another good one. It was. Vampire. I fucking forgot about that one during my voting. <laughs> I might have too. <laughs> Vampire Neo-Salem Freerunners Lightning Round for Legend of Zelda Legend of Zelda Convergence of Stories Tactics Genre Chord Counterattack mm-hmm. Realistic Episodic Space Days on Iris Sequel to a previous title Just Adventure colon, Together in Harmony Another Tanner... Uh, another Tanner title submission Citrine Lightning Round Power Rangers Power Rangers colon Eras of the Grid A City Soulsborne game Heart of the City Lightning Round colon Frogger Frogger's Puzzle Dungeon Lightning Round colon Transformers Transformers colon Search for the Spark Vocabulary Writing Bibliopolis also known as writing Bibliopolis. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a uh, homonym joke in there. Mm-hmm. Sci-fi action RPG Astral Debris. Lightning round colon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles colon Turtles all the way down, and that was Tanner's guest episode. No, that was the elusive Tanner episode. Yeah, that was. I went vacation to the fucking mountains, and I really needed it. <laughs> Level-based stealth. Purloin, the stealth puzzle game. Zombies. Shop till you drop dead. Comedy. Gex, colon, analog. Hunting. Job hunter, colon, overtime crisis. Text adventure. Magical messenger. 
kid-friendly, asymmetrical multiplayer, non-video game tie-in RTS, Wiley Coyote in Clone Crisis. Contemporary pop star sequel to previous title, and a creator game. Fabricated evidence, colon, your type. MMO, Sagalactic. And this episode's two-screen experience evolution game, DN Animals. God, this is a good fucking year. Yeah. We gotta we gotta all figure out what the theme was for this year, because last year's theme was spooky monsters. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the theme is this time. Folks at home, tell us what you think the theme is. I feel like the theme is, like, property tie-ins. Yeah, I was gonna say, we have a lot of those, like, more than we did before. Yeah, I think I think it, this year was a good year for transformative art from RNGG. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's it for the show this time. And get your votes in. I'll put it in the description of this episode and also on the Twitter. Yeah. And until next time. (laughs) Good luck. Have fun.